werewolves, vampires. All the ones, yeah. And it, it, you know, it does, I wouldn't say it's traditional sort of hammer horror, but, you know, vampires and werewolves, it's a spin on it. Got me thinking. If you make a Frankenstein out of Draculas. Right. Is that a, a Drakenstein or a Frankula? Mm. What about if a Dracula... No, if you make a Frankenstein out of Wolfman's, mm. is that a, f- a, f- a Frankenman or a Wolfenstein? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that one's a recipe for disaster. That is what I, um, back in the day like when I was a kid and it came out, what I hoped the Wolfenstein game would be. It's about being like a, a werewolf Frankenstein. You were the only person who played Wolfenstein, killed Hitler, robo Hitler, and thought, oh, that could have been more exciting. Yeah, it would have been much cooler if he'd have been a Frankenstein made out of Wolfman's. can tell you that much. Welcome to the Electronic Wireless Show episode, ooh, I think maybe 139, possibly 140. It's episode something anyway. A uh, giant number. A giant number indeed, episode Matthew Episode one million. <laughs> uh, because this is the best Giants in Games special episode of Rock Paper Shotgun's PC Gaming Podcast. It's the only podcast you need, in my opinion. And this week, I, Alice Bell, am joined by Craig Davies. Hello. Uh, and David Prowse. Look both ways before crossing the road. I'm your father. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> uh, uh, both giant men. Uh, so well chosen. Yeah. David Prowse was uh, apparently very lovely. Everyone who's he met him. He passed away recently, didn't he? Not even that recently, I don't think, sadly. Oh, yeah, I think it was ages ago. But yeah. Time, time has stood right. still. Now returns as a force ghost. Very nice, yeah. large force ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Telling people to, to cross the road. That's a good kind of haunting. Maybe a lovely haunting, actually. Be a bit annoying, though. So I'm an act, like, if you're followed by a ghost telling you to be careful crossing the road all the time, I'm, a, I'm oh, 30, yeah. 31 years old. I have to cross the road. That's more likely to cause accidents drivers would see the giant ghost of Dave Prowse and be like, what the hell? And swerve into, um, you know, pavement dwellers. I was going to say it was the sort of thing ghostess would do because he's a nice ghost, but then he'd be more likely to follow you around correcting you on Latin grammar or Mm. like wondering if Roman stuff used to stand where you were or just doing oratory. He wouldn't be a very helpful ghost. Well, I know this. I live no. with him. Yes. Well, uh, but I mean, it has been a while since. So I should say thank you, listener, for joining us this week. Because last week we tried to record this very episode and it didn't work because I was in rural England uh, and had terrible internet. And as soon as I tried to record it, uh, Nate and Matthew just started sounding like mangled uh, robots, like like. Like they were trying to dial up to to the internet like the old days, uh, so I couldn't hear anything they were saying, and I was just hearing like like uh, 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 massive fungal infection. Um, so <laughs> so we had to oh, abandon. which reminds me, of course, yeah, um, the death of the death of King Bogey. Uh, so long term, or even medium, or even short term, listeners will know that I had an aggressive uh, goby, uh, Australian desert goby called King Bogey. Um, and I'm, I'm not kidding when I say he was aggressive. He slaughtered everyone who lived with him. Um, 
well, which was about seven other gobies. And then he sort of sat in a cave, hyperventilating and gurning for a couple of weeks. And I thought that was it. Uh, but then I noticed lots of babbies in the tank. He'd been sitting in the, the cave, fanning the eggs with his tail, uh, with his fins rather, to keep them oxygenated. And they'd all hatched a sort of a redemption arc. Um, but yeah, they, they, they don't live a long time as it is, and they've got quite a fast metabolism, and that kind of like used all of his remaining stamina points. And as soon as they hatched, he just sort of lumbered to the front of the tank and burst. Mm. Um, well, he didn't burst, he just keeled over with a massive fungal infection. Mm. Uh, so I, we did a little funeral for him. Thought it'd be a nice way to teach uh, my daughter about both death and gobies in a non-threatening setting. Um, my friend 3D printed a little casket for him, which I packed with salt to keep him dry. And he's, he's in there, a hero for all time. So he's- and there's like 40 kids growing up. <laughs> so you actually embalmed him like an emperor. <laughs> if basically. it's good enough for the Egyptians, Alice, it's good enough for me. And those, those are words I live by. <laughs> So after all your Gobi talk, I looked at pictures of, of these fish. Um, I had no idea how small they were. Oh, yeah. And it, well, well that, all this time, I thought you were talking about something substantial and, and all this kind of personality that you'd mapped onto them. I thought you'd extracted from like looking at them, but it turns out that they're like, I'm smaller than like a grain of rice. Uh, I think you're projecting an awful well, lot. They're of, not that small, Matthew. They are that small. But who's got them? <laughs> Who owns them? I looked, it up on, I looked it up on Google Images. Look, Google Images. You wind your neck in. They're about the size of a child's thumb. Oh. Still quite, what, how old is the child? Uh, four. Okay. Still quite small. Oh, well, that, 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 that's bigger than I thought. They, I thought they were tiny, tiny, tiny things. And I mean, they this, are when, they're first like, when you said gurning, I wouldn't be able to tell which end of it was which. Oh, no, believe me, man, it was gurning. <laughs> okay. So, I, I, so I don't want to, I'm not calling you a liar. I, I just, I I just wanted to. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I, I, you know, I don't know if I would have been able to have seen that level of, of uh, like humanity in them that you have. It's, well, no, they're inhuman, but you've got to look closely. That's the thing. What was it? Um, Takashi Amano, who was the um, pioneer of modern aquarium design. Um, oh, I can't remember the quote, but it was basically, gotta love small animals. Only Shit. said in a really like, like dignified, I thought about this for 20 years to phrase it perfectly Japanese right. way. I think he famously said... Uh, bang on the glass if you want them to go faster. <laughs> <laughs> that was the observation he'd reached after all these years. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, thank you for that sad... Uh, well, it's a mixed update, isn't it? Uh, life life uh, uh, finds a way. And, life of uh, globes. Yeah. Uh, and now, Matthew, I wanted to ask you about something I've seen you've been up to recently which is apparently reading reviews of soft drinks on Amazon. <laughs> well, yeah, so uh, there's, there's, I can, the route I took to this is there's an Assassin's Creed DLC out this week set in Ireland. I've been to Ireland. For, I went there for one day for a press trip, and when I was there, I drank a really delicious orange fizzy drink. Was, which it, is was it a Club Orange? A Club Orange, yeah. And it was yeah. noticeably like, nicer than you know a Fanta or a Tango. Um, and yeah, so I looked up online to see if I could like import some club orange. And then that took me down the rabbit hole of fizzy drinks being sold on Amazon. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I found like a huge outpouring of love for Rio, which, Rio Tropical, which I am also a big oh fan of. Yeah. That's my favorite ever. So oh, this, I love Rio. I didn't see you tweeting about uh, your love for Club Orange. I just saw where you'd clipped out a review. Someone saying, if Rio was a girl, I would marry that girl or something. Yeah, which Rio's a really great drink. And for ages, I thought you could only buy it in swimming pool vending machines. 
because that's like the only that or and some fish and chip shops like it's not sold commonly in Tesco's or whatever. Um, but yeah, you can buy like huge trays of it. So I'm gonna become like a big Rio import. I haven't told Catherine yet. But <laughs> I'm gonna start like importing like just crates of Rio. Well, that's what gonna... I did with illegal German crayfish. That's uh, can't go wrong. Yeah. Are you gonna instead of being like an old person buying loads of gold and keeping under their bed? Are you gonna like like put all your money in cans of Rio? Yeah, I think so. I because th- everyone like. I, I think there's a big untapped market for it. <laughs> These reviews showed that there was a lot of love for it. I think a lot of people have forgotten how good it is. I honestly think Rio's gonna like it is worth its weight in gold. Uh, oh, it's bloody incredible stuff. I really desperately want some now. Oh no. I sometimes get a Deliveroo takeaway just so I can uh, what I'm actually after is the Rio, but I have to also buy kebabs to get it over the valley. <laughs> oh you have to, oh yeah. Well, I'm not, I don't want to order 10 cans of Rio from a kebab shop on Deliveroo. <laughs> they'll think I'm mad. Would they? Would, would no, they, they just think mad? you're a man who knows what he likes. Yeah. Oh, uh, God, it's so good. It's not too fizzy. It's not too sweet. It's just... Yeah. But it is sweet and fizzy. It's a great combination of fruits as well. Um, yeah. I'm it's a like the Power Rangers, isn't it? You've got guava, pineapple... Oh my god! And the other three good ones. Yeah, <laughs> superb. I hate it when um, <laughs> things of fruit juice are like, "Oh, magical fruits of India," and then you look on the label and there's all these cool fruits that look like you know, bucks and like <laughs> those things knights swing around on ropes, and you're like, "Oh, this is going to be great," but then you notice like a sun rising at the back of the picture is a bloody orange. <laughs> Like just sneaking in, like the puppet master at the edge of vision. Then you look at the ingredients, it's like orange juice, 93%. <laughs> you know, it'd be like a bloody homeopathic quantity of lychee in there. Oh, You're meant to be so grateful true. for it. Oh my God. Innocent smoothies are the worst as well. It's always like oh bunkenberry and worm flavor. And then it's 90% apples. banana. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. The, uh, wow. The. <laughs> <laughs> Any stand-up comedians should take note because the <laughs> oh, yeah, I I tell you what, I res- I respond big to fruit proportion gags. <laughs> there you go. This is gonna be that's gonna be my new thing. <laughs> that was a ki- oh, that that's, that's, that was a killer for the Matthew Castle. <laughs> that's like that's like gold. That's Michael McIntyre gold. That is that's that's <laughs> observational comedy and experience. Have you ever noticed how fruit juice is all orange juice? Like, oh my god. <laughs> I was feeling yes, quite good about that until the Michael McIntyre comparison. That's like, uh, God, you're looking very smart today, like a oh god, a war criminal. <laughs> Actually, a lot of the stuff that Matthew complains about is is that kind of peak, like Jerry Seinfeld '90s observational. Like, what's the deal with sauces <laughs> for meat made out of fruit? <laughs> uh. Oh god! Um, Wonderful. <laughs> that reminds. Are you going to become like a, a like one of those people that's like basically a professional Amazon reviewer? Or oh, like I you know, oh, I just don't think. I oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think I buy enough stuff from them. Like I'd probably if I'm just buying a lot of Rio. That's like one Rio review, isn't it? That's true. Have, but, you, have you, you guys seen the um the review for Veet? slash imac hair removal cream that it's an absolute classic it's called like do not put on knob and (laughs) 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 i've not i'm not aware of that i am now (laughs) oh i'll i'll put a link uh in the because basically veet slash imac does um I don't know if it's still that, but it does like a, a hair removal cream that is um it it's like a ve- it's be- it's a it's for women and it's very it's a very strong kind of like it it's almost like a it's an acid or I can't remember what's in it, but basically it dissolves your hair and then you can just sort it's of classic knacky yourself of in the name of beauty business. Yeah. So and you but you're not supposed to put it like properly on your bits. Um right. And it says like on it, like don't put on 
you know, your genital. And, and this guy um, bought some and then used it, even though, <laughs> uh, even though it says that. And, and the title of his review is Warning, Do Not Put On Knob and B****s. And <laughs> it's just... It's, it's just smooth as a kendo. Yeah, but it's also like very obviously painful because he slathered mm. it all over his balls. So it's very funny. It's like even though right. it says "do not put on your <laughs> on your socials," don't ignore that. Like I, did. um, I try to think of a way one can segue talking about a willy into talking about giants and I, I don't think there's one that isn't just kind of that is rocky waters that <laughs> yeah it's like sub <laughs> sub pub bands level segue That's what a very about john willies <laughs> so that man's got a small and painful willy now but i tell you who'd have a big willy is giants ah <laughs> oh, yes So yeah, this week's topic is the best giants in games. And this is we did it last week, so we're trying to be like it was planned for last week to be timely because Matthew had played Resident Evil Village. Mm. Which has the it big has a giant vamp- vampire lady. Yeah. Um I, I is... worried that she I worried that she's a bit played out now. Like already by now, like everyone's sort of done. But well listen, that's okay. She's... We'll just use her as her way in. Mm. She's still big. Then, is, is she good? Like, is she actually a good character oh, in the she's game? Evil. Oh, she's evil. Do you mean good and or, I, good or I, bad? She is. I, I thought she got quite limited screen time. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing with her. So, she got spotted early on in previews. Like, she's quite a big presence in the trailers, and everyone yeah. got super excited, and the internet got super horny for this this giant vampire lady, and. You know, uh, my knowing friend... how kind of Resident <laughs> Evil games sort of work, you know, I remember watching those things and thinking, well, she's probably going to be dead in the first three hours, and then you're going to be, you know, she she didn't have the she didn't have the feel of like the big baddie of the game. Um, but she is I, the big lumbering one that hunts you around. She fills that role admirably. Yeah, yeah, she definitely she definitely does that. She's to do some you know big leaning under doors and things. Um, <laughs> she's very much like. Um, that giant, the sort of um, the big guy from Resident Evil Two, Doctor Big Man. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, she is good. Like she's quite charismatic and interested. You know, if anything, she's she's kind of like quite a strong, you know, burst of character right near the start. So you know, when when she isn't really in the rest of it, which I guess sort of spoiler alert, she's not. Um, you do sort of sense, you know, she is missed. I think. That I found because I, I there was too much of a coward and a lazy man to play it, but I did watch like an eight-hour long play on YouTube of it because uh, I got I, I do like watching horror games. Mm. I like feeling fear vicariously. Um, it felt like because you've got the four lairds who you're trying to get MacGuffins off, and mm. it feels like they were all done by completely separate teams because the tone (laughs) just you know like in the the frightening dollhouse like the horror is actually a bit much Mm. but then towards the end you've just got like someone who looks like a poorly like a poorly written early 90s wrestler in heisenberg yeah um who's just got a load of like frankensteins with engines for heads and stuff (laughs) And it's how did I you feel know. about how did you feel about the fish man? Oh, he was just pathetic, wasn't he? Mm. He just moaned. I barely understood what his deal was. I just really wanted him to die. You would have banged on his tank. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you know what you you know the muscly arms clasping hands meme? Yeah, like that's us right now over Moreau off Resident Evil Village. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, and those big arms, they'd be amazing at thumping the glass. Oh, they would absolutely pulverise it, yeah. So, I know, like, it is good to talk about, like, what's her name, Lady Dimitrescu? Uh, Dimitrescu. Dimitrescu. They make Um, a point of that in the game. uh, But is is she actually one of the best giants in games then, Matthew? 
she's a pretty she's a pretty good giant like because she lives in sort of a normal sized house which is quite good so you get to see her do a lot of kind of like crouching to get through doors and things which isn't something you always see you know um well that doesn't surely that doesn't make sense because she's a vampire she's presumably been living in this house for a very long time why hasn't she i think she must have lived there before she was a giant and then she became giant Okay. Because yeah, they've all been given mega gifts by um Yeah, and she was given the gift of, of being big. Um <laughs> and it is a and it is a gift. Think of all those high up things you can reach. Like there's That's legitimately places true. I can put stuff in this house where Catherine will never ever get to it. But yeah, she could well, just redo some of those doors. Well that's what I'm yeah, saying. She, well that's the thing. I if she if she bought that house after she was a giant vampire, she's a fool. I mean, it's annoying. Like, you find a lot of documents that kind of, like, explain the backstory, and there's never a document that explains kind of exactly when she purchased it and <laughs> what the state of her height was. Because What sort of a game is it if you can't find other people's mortgage documents? <laughs> yeah. I would like to know. That is, like, that's the thing. Everyone online is like, oh, how big are her feet? <laughs> What's her elbows like? Or, you know, weird it was- internet stuff. <laughs> But no one was like, when did she move into this castle? And and she's rich. The castle's full of, like, expensive things. Um, She could have easily have modified it. Well, that that is the other thing about her, is it? So my friend Chris, and actually Cullum used the same phrase, said he felt like it got to a point where a lot of people were sort of performatively horny about her. Yeah. Um, She looks quite corpse-like. Like, her skin is quite... She's all grey and, like, she looks like a dead... She does look like a dead thing, I think. I'm, she's I'm, got some of the best rendered skin I've ever seen in the game because it is, like... It's, A, very realistic. B, it does look like she's just overdone it a bit with the foundation, but then it also looks like she's concealing something inhuman. Like, there's a lot going on with the way the skin's textured. Mm. Actually, just in general... Like the animation on that model is wild, like the folds and the dress and stuff. Oh yeah, she's oh yeah, great a great creation. But I I I I think people were overdoing it a bit. Well, it it felt a bit to me like because she she's a a a big strong lady with massive tits, right? And the first people I saw kind of going wild for her were um, gay and bisexual women. Uh, and then it felt to me like a bunch of like the uh, I'm an, I'm a good boy, I'm a soft boy lads were like, oh, this is a woman I'm allowed to be horny about. And so was that. No. Uh... <laughs> that's kind of what I saw. But like, if you're genuinely horny for for the big woman, that that's cool. Don't worry about <laughs> it. We've all been there. She, um, she's got three normal sized daughters. It's true. It, and it seems like the giantness was a key component of the the horniness because nobody's going wild for the normal sized daughters, are they? No, but I wonder what the, I wonder if she's like disappointed that they aren't big as well. <laughs> I, mean, I think they're daughters in the sense of like you know daughters daughters of the night or whatever. She's oh, kind yeah, of right. turned that she, she's turned normal people in, but she was turned into a giant. I don't know why she like that game would be so much better if there were like four massive. Women tromping around that house like a big, a big, a big lady and her three massive daughters, just like banging into stuff. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a, I'm a bit horny for the giant vampire. Um, (laughs) but I'll tell you why. Uh, not her daughters because they all turn into loads of flies. Oh, and that's a real turn off. (laughs) <laughs> Admittedly, yeah. the yeah, big lady right. does turn into a big sort of hell dragon with uh, a very unsubtle vagina dentata for a mouth. Um, you know, that's that's not exactly, you know, peak Low sexy. <laughs> I think if they were bigger, they'd turn into like, they'd break down into a bigger animal other than flies. Or do you think they'd be more flies? Uh, I think they've, they've definitely got... They, they've got big, um, what was the man off Nightmare Before Christmas? It was like a bag full of Oogie bugs. Boogie. Oh, yeah. They've got yeah. that whole vibe to them. Like, I don't think it's ever going to be like, 
yeah, basically, you can't have the best of both worlds here. Like, they're titans and, like, turn into swarms of kittens. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. That would, actually, that would be quite freaky as well. A load of sw- a swarm of kittens coming after you. That would be pretty bad. Uh, I'm not sure but look, we're stuck. We've been stuck on the the giant woman for a while now. Um, Nate, what big giants have you brought to the table today? It'd be funny if I bought some tiny giants. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say the lads off of Banner Saga. I'm just um, trying to remember the name. The Val. Uh, I really like Banner Saga's lore because. You know, Vikings have been very popular and sort of Norse stuff for a long time. It's one of these things that really does get done to death, and I've been over it for a while. But Banner Saga was really, really clever. It took some of the sort of, I guess, you know, visual and thematic notes from Norse myth stuff, but then it just made its own world completely. Um... So it didn't feel like yet another time, oh, when's Loki going to show up? It was, yeah, it had its own really interesting mythology. And part of that were these giants called the Val, who are big lads with um, horns. And they've all got different horns as well, uh, which is quite interesting because it was, you know, the the art in that game, of course, was amazing stuff based off... um, a very famous Disney animator off of the 1950s, whose name I can't remember, mm, um, um, something Avon. Uh, but yeah, the, the art was amazing, and all of, you could see so much of people's personalities and the way they were drawn. And it was done really well with these giants. You had one sort of morose, thoughtful, sort of accountant type almost, who had little sort of stubby horns, and this big, terrifying berserker who had like giant bull horns and one was snapped off and you know it was it was cool and they were all really it's a very very melancholy game and they're the they're right at the heart of that melancholy because they're like immortal like your Tolkien elves but also like your Tolkien elves there's there's not going to be any more you know what you've got is what you've got um (laughs) and they don't they only have one gender and they don't reproduce. So the ones that were there at the start of time was all there's gonna be. And obviously the Banner Saga is about wandering about in a caravan trying not to make terrible decisions. And what? you've got a certain number of humans with you and a certain number of vol. And if you make a bad decision and you lose like fifteen vol, you feel awful. <laughs> Cause that's it. God. Yeah, I couldn't remember if they, that's the, uh, if um, yeah, what the makeup of the group was. In my head, it was all giants, and when you've just got a load of giants, they don't seem as giant because you need the smaller people. I forgot that they were mixed in with people. Oh yeah, and it looked great because um, the caravan traveling segments are seen side on as well, mm. and so you had all these little scurrying mans and these big chunguses just lumbering uh, amongst them, and it, yeah, it really did. Even in like the character portrait screens where, you know, they pop up and their dialogue is in subtitles, uh, they would fill more of the screen and just seem far vaster. You never forgot they were giants. That's a good good giant. That's a good giant, yeah. Can't beat them. I I don't have loads of good giants. I mean, obviously I have my own giant women in the uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey DLC um, where you go and meet the gods and they're all just massive Uh, and like probably massive as well because Cassandra is in a way also a a good giant because she's like six and a half feet tall Uh, and then these women are like two to three foot taller than her just like these Mm. massive like goddesses striding about the landscape um, it's good because even though they're massive they still have like sort of human proportions you know often yeah. with giants they're all like you know, the heights in the leg or something where these people just like they've been zoomed in a bit too much like, yeah they're big. just big yeah are um, they bigger than Count Begula off of Resident Evil oh. mm, 
maybe uh, probably maybe about certainly not smaller. I don't think. I'd love. I'd love to see him fight. That'd yeah. be amazing. Giant game. fights. Um, but I did want to mention the giants in Skyrim as well. because uh, I think they're really nice. Like they're very aggressive whenever you go near them, obviously. Uh, but then, you know, when you loot their stuff, they're just cheese farmers making horrible mammoth cheese. Um, yeah, you know, just leave them alone. And also they're good. There are a lot of good bugs associated with the giants. Like, cause if one of them smashes you with their big, um, uh, not hammer club, club. then you go fly. <laughs> that was the thing that um, persuaded me to buy Skyrim. It made me laugh so much when I saw it happen. I had to have a bit of that for myself. It's so good. Are they? Are they like? Are they big dumb giants, or do they talk sort of normally? Because that's that's a trope I don't like. Is big slow giants? Well, they are big and slow, but I don't think that. I mean, they're advanced enough to have a form of cheese-based agriculture. So, mm. how you advanced know. is that though? Well, the sad thing is no one really takes the time to ask them their thoughts. Yeah. Well, to be fair, because they would smash you into orbit. Yeah. Just, it's just this idea that the bigger you get, like the slower everything is in your head. You know, I don't know, like you've got more body to run or something. And well, as I a big man, that isn't true. May- maybe the giants are running at normal speed to them and then we're just fast running around them. Mm. Oh, well, you know what? That's just biomechanics. Because I remember like watching Empire Strikes Back as a kid and wonder why are the big walkers so slow. And then there's a really good shot where Luke Skywalker's mucking around with one of the legs, and it moves and it's well fast. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just my brain, but in the in the way your brain passes far away things as being small, like um. You know, but you know they're just far away. You don't think they're actually small. Mm. Like it's the same thing. Like big things moving quickly look like they're moving slowly because they're moving less distance relevant to the size of what they are. Right. But our brain doesn't pass that. Like planes in the sky look like they're crawling along at a pathetic speed. Right. But they're going to look like they're running really quickly. But that's just because you know. They're covering a hundred ant lengths. Mm. Interesting. Maybe this is just incredibly basic stuff, and there's just a severe like cog shattered in my mind that meant this is a revelation to me. But mm. there you go. Yeah, it's just interesting that in fantasy things tend to get faster the smaller they are. Like little pixies and elves talk incredibly fast. You know, fairies are like, oh hello. You know, in like high helium voices, and giants are always, oh hello, but giant. Yeah, but that's, I like it that's when how. It's that's how I hear you speak. Matthew. No, that isn't true. Come on, <laughs> it is. That's preposterous. I tell you what, um, it's a real thrill for me. Oh, this is a bit, a little tangent. It's a real thrill when I see someone who's taller than me. Like, I, <laughs> I really enjoy that. I'm like, yeah, nice, huge. Um, it's great. Yeah. Do you not feel threatened? No, not at all. I'm like, oh, great. Look how tall that person is. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and I think to people, th- you know, I'm reasonably tall, but I think, you know, if, if do, do you feel that way about taller people? Well, no, because a lot of people are taller than me because I'm quite yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, I thought that might be the case. It's less special. But when, yeah. I see someone who, when I see someone who is like notably taller than me, I'm like, wow, look at that. But yeah, someone I'm who's notably extraordinarily average height. Yeah, because so someone who's noticeably taller than you, Matthew, is is like Steve Merchant, like this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what well, you know. I picked the name Greg Davis today. Greg Davis, I would say, is noticeably taller than I am. Yeah. So I met him once. Um, he hosted the Games Media Awards one year, and he came to the after party because he's he seemed like a good laugh. Had a photo with him, and I was like, "Blimey, this guy's huge! Like he's massive." Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Matthew's one of the best giants in games. Oh, There you go. Giant of the heart. Oh, And of the body, you. but, you know, mostly the heart. Yeah. Uh, a great. heart, the, the weight of Shergar's indeed. It's <laughs> <laughs> a grossly enlarged heart. <laughs> yeah. It's, re- it's swelled with Rio. 
Or imagine you're, if, do you reckon you could survive it if all the blood in your body was replaced with Rio for like two seconds? And if you did survive, can you imagine how much of a god you would feel? Mm. Oh, I feel like even if you did survive, the health complications afterwards would render the rest of your life miserable. Oh no, a doctor has promised you that if you live, everything will be fine forever. Doctors say a lot of things that... <laughs> Yeah, they do actually. Yeah, but this is Doctor <laughs> Doctor Rio Tropicale. <laughs> oh, well, in that the case, I've, of Rio. Yeah, I feel like it, he's even less trustworthy. He's clearly got a bias in this. Oh no, it's named after him because it was a serum that he created. That's, That's why it tastes that, so that good. That has got big Resident Evil energy. That well, it has hasn't it? All the bloody serums <sighs> and tonics. Yeah. Oh, um. Well, talking about Assassin's Creed as well, I have played that DLC and I can talk about it now because the embargo is up. I didn't do a review for embargo. I am, I'm probably going to write about it, but it is. I didn't do a full review because it's more Assassin's Creed. It's just Irish flavoured. And that is interesting if you have interest in, you know, Ireland and, and Irish culture. And it's nice for uh, the Irish to see themselves in games, I guess, in a way that is not a kind of. Lucky Charms Leprechaun portrayal. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, the, uh, it does add a really good uh, new horrible kill because you, you're up against uh, some evil druids, so the kind of main enemy faction. There are nice druids as well, mm. but there are some evil ones. Um, and are they giant? Some of them are very giant, yeah. Oh, wow. So some of them are sort of, they're... they're so one of them could like spit fire, I think, or like he he spits oil across the ground and then sets that on fire. Um, uh, and they wear like animal bone kind of big antlers and stuff, and they're massive. And a lot of them have sickles. Uh, and then one of the like mega Viking kills you can do the stun attack. You kind of really horribly manually cut their head off with their own sickle. Oh, <laughs> and it's yikes. really grim. <laughs> Is it like an extraordinarily dark, why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> well, no, I mean, in fairness, all, all the special attacks, like you grab the person's weapon and then impale them on it somehow, whatever. But yes, in this, um, you, you kind of like, you get behind them and then sort of like from your left to right, just get the sickle round their head and just really horrible. Oh, my word. I think giants, <laughs> the, the giant enemy types in... Assassin's Creed Valhalla get it way worse than the normal guys because the normal guys like you can stick a sword on them and they're kind of dead but it's implied that the giant body requires more than that so Ava like properly sort of like you know whack a moles their heads in with a sledgehammer or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know it's it's not just enough to stab a giant you have to absolutely like devastate its corpse it's horrible and I tell you what like talking about your your time dilation for giant people I actually think the giant enemies in Valhalla are good because they're not all all big and slow and lumbering. A oh, lot of no, them are just at, yeah. regular speed. Yeah, yeah. When you fight like the big um, sort of zealot characters, they, um, you know, they're reasonably big. They're not massive giant, but they're, they're you know they're probably a little bit taller than you. They go super fast, and yeah. you often think, oh, "I'll take a few shots and run away," and then you see one of those sods like vaulting over a fence or something. Yeah. And you're like, "Blimey, <laughs> that guy goes fast." I couldn't do that. I couldn't vault over a fence. No, me either. But uh, hopefully no one would be just trying to kill me as I w walk around Bath. <laughs> giant! <laughs> do you know, my mum claimed she'd never jumped in her life. Oh, what? <laughs> and I'll just say she had no motile disability whatsoever. <laughs> she just claimed she'd never jumped. And Because I was like, oh, what? mum, I don't think I've ever seen you jump. How high can you jump? Because like when I was a kid and you ask really weird questions like that. And she's like, oh no, I've never jumped. <laughs> and then I remembered this in my 20s. It was yeah. like, mum, you remember when you told me you'd never jumped? And she, yes. <laughs> well, that's, that's isn't it? You must have jumped at some point. No. And she just, clearly she had said it when I was a child to shut down the attempt to get her to jump because she didn't feel like jumping. Mm. Yeah. But when I called her on it, rather than saying, 
oh, no, I just made that up to end the discussion. She doubled down on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I've never jumped in my life. I will say, I don't jump much. Like, I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't enjoy it. Like, I don't, it, you know, it's, it's not something I go for. I think it's a lot of work for, like, quite small returns. Yeah, yeah, that's, fa- that's a fair thing to you say. Know. Like, I can probably step further than I could jump, I think. But, I mean, you would never claim that you've never jumped. No, no. I just I mean, found that's... that outrageous. That was such a gambit. There are so <laughs> many like activities that require jumping. It, you know, oh, yeah. as part of the like skipping. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, that's quite sad. Yeah, because I even skipped. said like, what happened at PE when you were at school? Did you just were you like a conscientious objector to jumping? I tell you, what, on PE day, you you'd love to get matched against her in the long jump, wouldn't you? You'd be <laughs> like, "Oh, there she was. She she came in at. Let me check my notes. So oh, that's it. Zero centimeters. <laughs> like, for I will worse. not jump. <laughs> Did not jump. <laughs> Classic DNJ. Uh, uh, any more giants for any more? Yeah, I think I had one more in my book of giants. Yeah. Um. Oh, no, I've deleted my notes from last week. It will forever be a mystery. All right. Matthew, I've any got, giants? I've got, I've got quite a lot of giants in, in the Cavern of Lies. So. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. It's Matthew's Caverns. Well, I mean, in that case, should we do a sting and then make oh, our way yeah. into the cavern? Do we have to do an advert? We do. I keep forgetting. We'll do a pause for the an cavern advert. cavern of endorsements. <laughs> <laughs> Want to keep up with all the latest happenings in video games? Well, you should listen to the PC Gaming Week Spot, or PS's weekly recap of the last seven days in PC video gaming. And mystery Steam reviews. PC Gaming Week Spot is a magazine-style podcast where I, Colin Ahern, and he, Matthew Castle, chat about all the biggest news stories. Don't forget mystery Steam reviews. We also give you previews and reviews on the latest video games, from the big AAA releases to the lovely indie darlings. Uh, and mystery Steam reviews? And Every week we open up the Weekspot mailbag to answer your burning questions on everything from Xbox Game Pass for PC to how we like our eggs. Alright, go on Matthew. What? Tell them about Mystery Steam Reviews. Oh yeah, there's Mystery Steam Reviews too. A little more... Uh, That's our weekly quiz segment where we test each other's game knowledge via Steam Reviews. The clue's in the name. The important thing to note is it's the part of the show where I usually kick your ass. Yeah, when you're cheating. When I'm cheating. Oh man, you are so full of shit. So download the PC Gaming Week Spot every Tuesday to stay up to date on all the important stuff in video games. You can subscribe via all good podcatching apps so you never miss an episode. Or you can listen to us or watch the video version if you prefer podcasts you can look at on rockpapershotgun.com. I'd recommend watching just so you can see a grown man, me, crush another grown man, him, in a stupid quiz about PC games. I admire your belief, if nothing else. So go subscribe to the PC Gaming Weekspot podcast, your recap of the last seven days in PC video gaming. And we will now do another sting for the Cavern of Lights. The Cavern of Lies! Mm. Oh, interesting read this week. But <laughs> it would actually have been better if it had been the cavern of lies, because you've fallen very far into this cavern. Oh no! Oh, no. Uh, and I greet you. Welcome to my cavern. Uh, very goddamn thing to say. I greet you. <laughs> I greet you. Well, I am. Uh, I, you may you may remember me. My name's Tobias Beckford. I am the famous Novigrad puppet master <laughs> from The Witcher Three. Oh my goodness! Did uh, did Gerald get your puppets back? Well, this is the thing. I've fallen into this deep, deep cave while looking for my stolen puppets. Yeah, classic. <laughs> yes, and uh, my only chance of escape, and now your only chance of escape is for us to uh, coax some giant characters 
to stand on each other's shoulders so that we can climb up to escape this cave. Oh, this is a solid framing concept. (laughs) But the problem is, so there are are five giant creatures down here, and I actually think it's going to take four of these creatures to get out of here. So, and, but one of them isn't real. One of them isn't a real giant creature. And the other ones, they won't, they won't work for us unless we kill the fake amongst them um, using the, you know, that bolt gun from No Country for Old Men. Right. It's one, we got one of those. A lot of elements um, going on here. I like it. Yeah, okay. It's just a bit of colour. Yeah. Um, no, I'm all for it. So, yeah. So I'm going to introduce you to five giants. Then you have to kill one giant. Um, most of them are humanoid. Some of them are just big things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to tell you five giants, pick out the fake. Okay. Should we do it? Yeah. Yeah. My first giant is from the Yakuza series. He's called Mr. Shakedown. Okay. He's a giant bloke, and he walks around beating up people for money. But the weird thing is Mr. Shakedown is actually several giant blokes all going by the same nickname. Okay. And each one is motivated uh, from, you know, to, to steal money for different reasons. So, for example, um, one of them dreamt of becoming the strongest being in the universe. And so he, he had to undertake extreme workouts uh, like fighting sharks in fist fights. What? And, and to pay for that, he, you know, it cost him a huge amount of money to set those okay. fights up. So now he's robbing people. There's another one. He's really jealous of um, Majima's hair. And so he's trying to pay for like hair implants. So that's kind of Mr. Shake Shakedown's deal. He's like a big eight foot guy. If he sees you, beats you up and takes your money. Okay. Oh, see, uh, now this is real. I'm struggling with this because I've never quite, having not played Ekuza, I do want to, I've never been able to quite pin down the tone. I think we'll put a pin in this one because that's very plausible for Yakuza, I think. Uh, okay. So unless okay. something else sounds... Our next like, giant yeah. okay. creation is... It's a giant train from Final Fantasy VIII. A living train. Well, kind of an undead giant train called Doom Train. Mm. Imagine a giant train, but it looks like it was made entirely out of bones. <laughs> right. Right. And... To, to get Doom Train, you actually read about it in a magazine. There's like a rumor of this giant bone train that you can summon, and you have to summon him into the game. What's the magazine? Clicks. What's the magazine? Uh, it's called something like Occult Monthly or something. Mm, or something. Okay. Yeah, I don't really remember. Like, I'm a Noted. bit vague. I'll say I'm a bit vague on that. But you have to summon him with, you have to get six tentacles, six pipes, and six remedies. 666 it's the number of the beast also summons the doom train and if you fight him he like becomes your pal okay (laughs) so that is absolute horse turds (laughs) when i say becomes your pal i mean he's like a summon you can use that's how you have to like okay you have to like beat him beat him down to kind of really make him your your pal not pal i should stop saying pal like i don't think you're friends with him you're his master you know (laughs) He's an employee, not a, He's not a mate. More of a, you've kind of employed the Doom Train. Okay. Yeah. Next up, we return to my favourite Divinity Original Sin 2 for a giant who is called Abnormally Big Charles. He appears on the Nameless Isle in the third act. The quest is called the ABC Murders, which stands for Abnormally Big Charles. It's so named as you find lots of crushed bodies across the island. The trail of destruction leads you to a beach where you find this giant sobbing because he was just trying to play with people and he killed them uh, by mistake with his giant size. Um, If you talk to him, you normally end up fighting him unless you've got the DLC character, Solora, the squirrel, who explains to him that if I, a humble squirrel, can become a knight, then surely a giant can become whatever they want to be and you kind of talk him out of his rage. Okay. So he's the big man off Mice and Men? Yeah. I sort of. I feel like Matthew may have signed his crime here a little bit because the ABC murders is obviously a very famous Poirot 
That is true. It does. I mean, that sounds like Matthew bait. Yeah. But it also like, sounds like something Matthew's made up. Yeah. But Divinity, you know, it's pretty silly. It loves its silly wordplay. It, that is a Divinity-esque joke. I'll give you that. No, I, I, I think silly wordplay is a Divinity-esque joke. I think silly wordplay about Agatha Christie is a Matthew-esque joke. Well, let's, let's find out. Let's, let's listen to some of the others. Yeah, okay. Next up, we have the amazing Upa from Baldur's Gate. He's an ogre who works for the illusionist Gazib at the Nashkel Carnival. As part of their act, Gazib summons Upa, who appears from nowhere, and then explodes. Now, Upa doesn't like doing this. If you, do this, if you ask Gazib to do the spell too many times, Upa gets cross and you have to fight him. Ah, okay. So that is the amazing Upa from Baldur's Gate 1. That feels very real. There was a lot of, there were too many uh, very specific fantasy names there, I think, for Matthew to have made up in a row. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, okay. That sounds, that sounds legit. Finally, we have the Cloud Giant from The Witcher 3, uh, from the, specifically from the Blood and Wine expansion. Because there's a quest where you enter a kind of a fairy tale uh, illusion and meet loads of classic fairy tale characters. So Geralt has to climb Rapunzel's tower, you fight the big bad wolf, and the cloud giant is kind of a riff on Jack and the Beanstalk. You climb up and rob him, and you have to fight this, this giant in the clouds. Okay. What does the cloud giant look like? Uh, it's like big, kind of flat... I, I, uh, off the top of my head, I can't really remember, but he's like a uh, uh, little classic. No, I, <laughs> I should have done more. Re- I should have done. Uh, what does he look like? Let me look. Uh, let me look him up very quickly. I'll, I'll search from Google. You can hear me typing in "cloud giant." Oh, this is this is <laughs> messed up. Like <laughs> this is throwing off all of my detection mechanisms. It's like when fighter planes just fire out loads of chaff. To Frightened missiles. Okay, so the cloud giant, he's, he's kind of dressed like a knight, but with like a, a sort of, a, like, he looks like an ancient knight. He's got like ivy growing out of his armor. Okay. Oh, you were just buying time to think. Oh, I genuinely, right. search, I genuinely looked that up. On okay. People. All right, so what are you thinking, Nate? Oh, that second one was so nonsensical, I've actually put it out of my mind and just had it down Doom, as nonsense. The Doom Train. I think that's some authentic Final Fantasy sounding nonsense. Um, <sighs> really, though, a train that you read about in a magazine? You know, if, if giant sort of demonic machines are roaming the landscape, you don't pick up, you know, hello to find out about it. It's on the news. I don't know. Mm. Have you have you played many Final Fantasies? <laughs> Famously not. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go with your instinct there. And again, you, you speaking of your instinct, you reckon that Mister Shakedown sound? I mean, getting massively in debt by setting up fish fights with sharks. See again, Nate. I think you should play some Yakuza because I do. <laughs> I do think Yakuza is authentic Nate bait, just in, in general. Does, I mean, if that's the sort of business that's going on in people's backstories, yeah. Yeah, like there was one where uh, I, I walked in on Cullen playing it and he was trying to catch this guy that was, I think, stealing women's underwear from their washing lines using a drone. <laughs> mm. Powerful. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot going on in Yakuza and I feel oh, like yeah. Mr. Shade... Quiet, Greg Davies, this... I, I don't uh, like you trying me. to... It's Tobias Beckford. Sorry, Tobias Beckford. Oh, we should do some Tobias Beckford merch, shouldn't we? That'd be good. <laughs> um, uh, I'll be honest. I think it's abnormally big Charles because of the ABC murders thing. I think that's like... I would, ju- I would just listen, listen to the audiobook of... Um, 
this book where like the the bad guy at the end like signed his crime by like living somewhere on a street that was an anagram of his name and stuff like that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and like did crossword clues and stuff. Because I get the like, you know, Divinity Original Sin does like lots of look contemporary references and stuff. But I just don't think that Larry and a, a big Poirot fans. I mean, like, listen, it's it- if you don't want to get out of this cave, that's fine. It's it's really up to you, you know. Listen, Tobias, like, you were born in a lie. <laughs> like, you I know, just, you, just... you have no authority here. There's, there's quite a Bane vibe to this setup. <laughs> it <laughs> really just, is. I just can't see these, like, you know, these kind of cool Europeans being like, oh, yeah, Agatha Christie, it's that's just, it. just, like, references to, like, in all kinds of daft stuff in there. Give me another reference that is of the same caliber as Agatha Christie. I mean, I will listen. I will say, like, there's, there's, there's probably not another Christie reference in there. Um, no, no, I'm not saying Christie. I'm saying that it would be of I mean, a type. Off, off, listen, off the top of my head, it's, it's quite hard to think of another one. And I know yeah. that, that makes it seem incredibly suspect. But listen, that's because also I'm, it's not really a big crossover with like the the gamer demographic. Mm. As well, do you know? I it's not a very contemporary reference. Mm. It's a very good Christie, but it's you know, I I know I'm getting really hung up on this. But no, it just... do you know what? I I've I've been cogitating, and I think it's nonsense, mm. big nonsense. Okay, so what are you gonna you gonna put the bolt gun to a normally big Charles's head? Yeah, yeah, I, what I didn't, I, like, yeah, what does that normally like. Big Charles look like, Matthew? Oh, the giants in that game are like super old school, like fantasy giants. Well, that's they're, lucky, isn't it? They're just, you know, big dudes. They've got a lot of flesh on. They wear what, like... Um, would you say they look like, like, like the first thing would, kind of clothes, I'd say. Do they look like the first thing that would come to mind, indeed, when asked what a giant looked like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a classic fantasy giant. That game's got short dwarfs with big beards. It's got big giants who wear like so wait, hang on. Rags. So hang on. So he he is a giant, and giants exist in this world, but his name is abnormally big, Charles. Yes. Ah. Well, he's the only he's the only giant on the nameless Isles. This is rubbish. That the more we question <laughs> you about this, the more holes a bit. This. No, it's because when you if you question any of them, they get vaguer and vaguer because that's just the nature of. How knowledge is in my head, I, I, Matthew? Can you hear this the desperation? Is the the, <laughs> this is the bit in the fugitive. You're at the end of the pipe, and we're the cop who showed up behind you with a gun. Are you going to jump? Really? Listen, I don't think I don't think I've blown this, Allah Tobias Beckford, the stolen puppets. I don't Why think there's a name Charles as well. If it's a classic. <laughs> yeah, it'd be called like Bugnor or something. No, no, but that's this. I'm telling you. This is Divinity's vibe. Bang! That's the bolt gun firing. <laughs> so you've killed abnormally big Charles. I yeah. Bloody have. Killed him dead. You've killed abnormally big Charles. And that means you will be escaping the cabin yes! of <laughs> Yes! Oh, sh- I knew I overcooked that with the ABC murders. <laughs> Why did I put that in? Even Catherine said that was too much. <laughs> that was really good. I, I mean, I was going to say that was good teamwork, but really I just did the uh, the one really cool interrogation question at the end. Alice, that was a masterpiece of instincts. Oh. Thank you, but I, I think you did a lot of very good questioning. Because like, in the end, I think we both, you know, had had noted, like that, that it held no water at all, Matthew. <laughs> it didn't smell good, that one. <laughs> it had all the details of the squirrel and everything. <laughs> oh, God damn it. It was, it really was the ABC murders bit. You, just, yeah, you couldn't uh, help I, yourself. I put you onto it. I was hoping you were going to go for the cloud giant. You wanted to get caught, Matthew. You wanted to get caught. You're oh. like those serial killers who leave notes saying, please stop me. <laughs> I mean, technically, Tobias Bedford's been trapped down in this cavern. He also wants to escape. It's, it's in his... You know, it's his benefit if you guys get it right. So, 
You know. I felt like you were being really deliberately sus with the um, the cloud giant as well. Oh, let me go and check. <laughs> no, I genuinely didn't need to look it up. I couldn't remember what it looked like. Amazing. Uh, uh, well, there you go. We'll climb out and, um, you know, maybe I'll see you in another cavern. Banging cavern. Thanks, Tobias. Cheers. Oh, that was really good. Thank you, Matthew. That was uh, excellent. I am going to ask about the possibility of doing Tobias Beckford merch as well. I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> Can I do a character design for him? I've got strong opinions. <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, it depends. What for? It, I guess it would be like some kind of T-shirt because I don't think Teespring do puppets. <laughs> <laughs> they should. They should. Um, yeah, but we'll have a think about that. I think that'd be really funny. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Matthew. Uh, and all that remains this week is... Uh, for us to do some recommendations because at the end of every podcast we recommend something that isn't a video game uh games so who wants to go first this week yeah i'll i'll take the plunge my goodness Um, okay yeah i'm really on top of this game huh um so this is listen i'm gonna have to pause the uh aquarium recommendations for a while because like there's so much oh there's a whole world out there to recommend to you dear listener but the problem is i've forgotten what i have and haven't recommended um and i feel it would be unprofessional to repeat so uh i'll do the next best thing and if you want to just uh discover more about doing aquariums real good uh from a source that i will personally endorse uh there's a Hungarian aquascaping specialist shop called Green Aqua. And they've got a really charming YouTube channel. Um, their manager is this extraordinarily urbane, but also very goofy man um, who sort of lounges around drinking green tea and giving spotless advice about high-end aquarium maintenance. Uh, but will then like creep up to one of his colleagues, sneakily take away the tool they're using and then wink at the camera. Uh, And then minutes later, their colleague in the background will just be frustratedly looking for this tool. Uh, The guy's a a master of comic timing, uh, but he's also very good at aquariums. Uh, Green Aqua, lovely channel. And if you happen uh, to to visit Hungary, uh, you know, great shop as well. Very good. There you go. Thank you very much, Nate. Uh, Matthew, what have you got for us this week? I'm going to recommend another book. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I don't think this has been recommended before. Um, I read Recursion by Blake Crouch, yeah. which is a sci-fi thriller about someone creating a sort of memory machine to combat Alzheimer's and create something else in the process. A gorilla with metal arms. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't help. Um, and uh, but I can't really say what it is because it sort of spoils what the book's about. But it's okay. a really good sort of head spinny um, sci-fi mystery, but like lots of uh, you know quite grand. The characters are reasonably grounded, um, but it's also just a real a real page turner. I ripped through it in a couple of days, and I thought it was great. Especially. Thank you very much, Matthew. Uh, I don't have a book recommendation this week. I've slowed down on my reading the past past few weeks um, because I've had too much stuff to do. But um, I'm going to recommend this week the Discworld jigsaw puzzles that are new on the Discworld Emporium um, shop. They are. I was this week. I was torn between. I didn't know where to get some of the jigsaw puzzles or big whack of the new uh library edition um books they've got but um the jigsaws are really really nice the boxes they come in are made to look like books like big kind of tomes and they're themed after um each jigsaw so i've got and it's original artwork as well so it's new um and i've got one of death's study and i've got one of uh granny weatherwax's cottage uh and they're really nice really nice detailed pictures as well they've got loads of little hidden bits from the books in them 
Uh, oh, they are. It's brilliant. I remember you showed, showed me the other day. Well, yeah, good. really, really nice. I like jigsaws a lot. I love, I like hobbies. All my hobbies are things where I can do little sort of picking around with my hands, like a little chimpanzee. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're really good. Um, lovely stuff. All right. Well, thank you, dear listener, for joining us for this episode 100 of uh, the Electronic Wireless Show, the best giant scene game special. Uh, remember to look for Rock Paper Shotgun on all your social media channels. Uh, well, I say all two. We're on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, remember to look us up on YouTube as well. And remember to join the Discord where you can chat about the podcast as well as all things video games in general. Um, uh, remember to check out our sister podcasts, of which there are two, and you'll probably have heard an ad for one of them today. And uh, remember to go to www.rockpapershotgun.com for all your PC gaming needs. Uh, I'm Alice Bell, and I've been joined this week by Greg Davies. Thank you for having me. Uh, is that your Greg Davies? No, that was just me speaking in a weird voice. I don't know what happened there. Okay, <laughs> David Pratt. Fee, fi, fo, fum. Look both ways in case a car comes. Uh, uh, Goodbye, everyone. Bye.